Shepherd Center offers a comprehensive continuum of care, from evaluation and medical treatment to rehabilitation and lifelong support programs. As part of our service to our community, we present Shepherd Center Radio with host Melanie Cole. People with spinal cord injury and other conditions that limit movement are at a great risk for pressure ulcer development. My guest today is Kathy Kerner. She's a certified wound and ostomy nurse at Shepherd Center. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Tell us what is a pressure ulcer and how does it develop? Okay, a pressure ulcer is a wound that occurs usually over a bony prominence. Some of those, the bones that kind of stick out of your skin, like on your wrist or on your um, sacrum, which is uh, on your buttocks and kind of in the middle. And what happens, the process of what happens is there's too much pressure over the area. Um, it, it literally squishes the um, blood vessels and you don't have enough circulation to the area. Um, it can be uh, worsened by any moisture and any shearing, which is just kind of pulling over the surface, pulling, dragging somebody over the surface and creating like a friction that opens up the skin too. All right? So what could be the problem that develops as this? Can it get infected? Is it very painful for patients to have this? Um, It will be painful for patients who can feel the pressure ulcers, but at Shepherd Center, we take care of mostly people who cannot feel. They have um, spinal cord injuries, and they're unable to feel, most of the time, they're unable to feel where the pressure ulcers occur. And they, um, the, the actual process of what happens is it, um, it develops, many times it develops from the very base down by the bone and works its way up because the circulation has been impaired. And it looks on the surface like a bruise sometimes originally right over a bony prominence, and then it starts working its way up. And all of a sudden, maybe 10 days later, you have an opening that is a, uh, a wound. So then do you stage these things, and then what do you do? Do you keep them covered? Do you want them to stay open and be able to breathe? What do you do for that person? Okay, staging of pressure ulcers, yes, we do. That's the only thing that we stage. There's some other staging in the medical field, but this is for the regular nurse that works just anywhere, staging is only done for pressure ulcers. And we have stage one where it's red, stage two where it's open but only superficial. Stage three and stage four are your much deeper ones where you can have um, dead tissue on the wound base. Um, And it can go all the way down to bone, tendon, or muscle. That's a stage four. We also have um, unstageable, which means that they have necrotic tissue on the surface of it. Um, and we don't know how deep it is, so we call it an unstageable. All of these stages are determining how serious this wound is and basically how we're going to treat it. To get to the uh, treatment phase of this, we treat uh, uh, pressure ulcers kind of individually. We, we have to look at three major things. We have to look at the pressure situation. How can we get pressure off of this wound? Um, especially if they're sitting in a wheelchair all day long. If they have a pressure area on one of their sitting bones, they're going to have a, we're going to have a real problem. So we need to get them off of that periodically. Um, we also have to look at nutrition, and we have dietitians that see every one of our patients uh, within 24 hours of admission 
um, and they use all kinds of supplements. They assess their ideal body weight and determine what they need to do to encourage better nutrition. And then with the wound care, basically um, our wound care, yes, we do cover wounds, all right? You don't leave wounds um, open to air to dry out. Our, our grandmothers are wrong about this. Our grandmothers always say, let, your, let the wound air out. It'll get better that way. No, wounds heal by um, uh, providing a moist healing environment so that all the wonderful cells that do the healing can move over the surface and, and do healing. So do you remove tissue around it as that starts to die out? Do you look for a change in color? What if someone is a home health patient from Shepherd? Do you work with their caregiver and teach them what to look for for these? Yes, we do. We teach the caregivers and the patients what to look for. Um, They look at their bony prominences uh, twice a day to make sure that they're not getting redness. Uh, which is uh, stage one, and that's the beginning of a problem. You've got to start doing something to prevent it right away. Uh, we do remove um, any dead tissue from the wound base. Um, there are several specialists here that, that can do that, including our plastic surgeon and myself. Um, we have to wait for the wound to what we call demarcate, and basically what that is is it's showing us how big it's going to be. It's finally shown us how much damage there has been from the initial insult, whatever it happened to have been. Um, and once we see that demarcation, that's when we start doing the um, actual physical debridement um, using instruments to remove this tissue. Now, the patients do not feel this at all um, most of the time because they are spinal cord injured. So it isn't a process that's that's terrible for them. If it is something that they feel, we use some uh, local anesthetics. So is there something that you would tell the patient and or the caregiver about moving from position to position if they're sitting in a wheelchair, about tilting and shifting and moving around so that they're not in a position that puts pressure on that bony prominence? Absolutely. That's probably the the most important thing we teach our patients and our caregivers, uh, that the turning and repositioning um, is so super important. It has to be done on an individual scale of, you know, how, how does it work for this patient? Are we able to prevent pressure ulcers and even just some of that redness if we turn them every two hours or is it at every two and a half hours? Everybody's different. So we turn, teach them turning and repositioning in bed. We use pillows. We use foam wedges, which is just a triangle of foam to hold them over. We use um, uh, rectangles of foam um, under their heels um, so that the heels are literally floating, all right? And we do this uh, while they're lying in bed um, so that they have no pressure on their heels at all when they are in the wheelchair uh, we have them do weight shifts at least every 30 minutes, um, and we have them do it for a minute or two minutes. The, the most recent literature says that it's two minutes um, that is most effective in uh, reducing the problem of pressure on the ischial tuberosities, which are your sitting bones. In just the last few minutes, Kathy, give your best advice for prevention of these pressure ulcers and what you really want listeners to know and why they should come to Shepherd Center for their care. All right. 
Well, Shepherd Center does everything to prevent pressure ulcers, and we have very few pressure ulcers that happen here. Um, and it, it's a whole program of preventing pressure ulcers, turning, repositioning, pressure redistribution in bed, which means sometimes they, they have to have a specialty mattress, and we use them very commonly here. Floating your heels, management of any moisture in the buttock area and the groin area, because that's where you see most of the pressure ulcers. Uh, doing weight shifts in the wheelchair um, and not forgetting to do them because they're just so important. Um, transferring safe, safely from the wheelchair to the bed or whatever surface so that you're not creating shearing. Um, having the patients and caregivers do skin checks minimally twice a day, more often if they're having some issues. Um, checking their cushion to make sure it's properly inflated. That's it is in the chair correctly, so it's not backwards or upside down. We sometimes see that uh, because the cushions have um, covers on them that are washed, and if you put the cover on wrong, you can end up with the cushion in wrong and end up with a pressure area because of that. They are taught to keep their skin clean and dry and well-protected um, with ointments or whatever so that their skin is not drying out. Um, we teach them not to sit up in the bed over 30 degrees if they're staying in bed for any length of time because that prevents them from sliding down and creating a shear problem or pressure on their sitting bones. Um, it's always a good idea to sit up in the wheelchair to eat because a sitting um, is meant for in wheelchairs, not in bed, and you have a adequate cushion to, to uh, redistribute the pressure in the wheelchair, so it's best to sit up in the wheelchair to eat, and it's safer, obviously. Uh, we teach patients to prone, which means lying on your belly, um, and we protect people with pillows at various different points in their body so that none of the bony prominences that are down when you're lying on your belly um, will, will touch the bed. And when they're um, wearing shoes, if they're able to wear shoes, uh, they need to have them one size larger because otherwise they end up with pressure areas. If they are getting a new pair of shoes, they need to wear them for maybe uh, an hour, maybe two hours, and then check the feet for any uh, redness on the bony prominences. Um, a lot of our patients wear Crocs, and we do not have any pressure ulcers with Crocs. It's wonderful. Uh, and then I already spoke about the nutritional aspect of it. So that's, that's kind of the whole program, and we do that with everybody here. Thank you so much. Okay. You're listening to Shepherd Center Radio, and for more information, you can go to shepherd.org. That's shepherd.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.